Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what is up? You're listening to NFL Fantasy Live podcast. James Coe here. Alex Gilhar, the man with the master plan behind the glass. Uh, MG, my guy, Marcus Grant as well. And the Hall of Famer. Mr. Michael Fabiano, what's up? What's up, man? How about that? Uh, how about that Freeman kid? He, he, that kid, that kid, pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good there. Larry that, David uh, would say he's pretty, 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 pretty good. Yeah, that Devonte Freeman guy. Uh, yeah. What? What do you have? 156 total yards, two total touchdowns. Um, it's like he, that's like ho hum for him. Like, I know, too, uh, whatever. And, and did you get a little nervous in the beginning of the game when Coleman was looking good, and you're like, no, don't go back to a committee, don't do it. Oh my gosh, Coleman actually looked great. Yeah. Uh, for the four times he touched the ball until <laughs> fumbled. <laughs> until he fumbled. Yeah. yeah. See ya. So my uh, my good friend Tristan H. Cockroft had a great tweet yesterday. Uh, since 1960, only Steve Young, Donovan McNabb, Peyton Manning, Larry Johnson, Ladanian Tomlinson, and Aaron Rodgers have had four games with 25-plus fantasy points in a season. Freeman now joins that list. A lot of wow. good names there. He's done oh, all consecutively. Cow. Unreal. That's amazing. That's Unreal. a good company. Unbelievable. He is continuing his assault on the league, man. Uh, Devontae Freeman is just and, – and I love it, too, because he gets like a garbage time one as yeah. well. I mean, it's like – it's it's not enough that you already – <laughs> right up a dope stat line. It was like in the third, nope. the third quarter, he had like 100 rushing yards and a touchdown. And I was like, I was tweeting from the fantasy, and I was like, well, there, there you go. Yeah, Freeman's go. getting it done again. And then he scores in garbage time. And it's like, what? Okay. All right. I'll take it. <laughs> Pretty awesome, right? So funny. Pretty awesome. Uh, 31 21, your final score. All this talk of Devontae Freeman. Uh, it was the Saints who actually won this game. <laughs> um, ben Watson, anybody? Yeah, I know. Where did that come from? Ben, ben Watson, anybody? Where did that come from? I mean, you somehow YOLO streamed Ben Watson. You are the happiest person <laughs> on the planet this Friday. So here's a fun stat for you. 18.7 fantasy what points the last hell, night, man? right? He had 25.6 all of last year. That's insane. Wow. It's craziness. Ben Watson, 10 catches, 127 yards, and a touchdown. He had a long of a 28 as well. Uh, Drew Brees was just, needless to say, Drew Brees was looking for him all night. I, I, mm-hmm. I overheard on the broadcast a great stat. Uh, that Jimmy Graham, in all of his greatness, in all of his great years, uh, he also, uh, his max catches in one game was also 10. 
So Ben Watson matched that, but I, I saw mean, Chris Wessling tweeted too that he's like Ben Watson is only seventy some yards away. I believe, from, it, I believe it's sixty two yards. Oh, it's sixty two yards away from <laughs> matching Jimmy Graham's total on the year for the year. Oh my! And yeah. it was in one game. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny too because you know you, you got to figure a lot of players or a lot of folks are playing a lot of uh, uh, Saints, and for a while there it was just Breeze and Watson. Uh, for a while, I, Ingram got a, two couple of short touchdowns. Uh, which was good to see, and, and so he rewarded some owners there. But, again, if you played C.J. Spiller, he got nothing. Sneed got 55 yards. Hooks which didn't is, do anything. Hooks did nothing. Uh, if you, I, I think a lot of folks might have streamed in Josh Hill, uh, a good matchup, right, against the I Falcons. Uh, he got nothing. So the Saints actually, you know, put up 31 points, and it was really only the Breeze owners and, and well, the Ingram owners that, that paid dividends. 16 points. That's not great. It's a great – yeah, you're right. It's not great. No, you're right. That was about when I, that's about what I pegged him at. I think I pegged him at 17 or something like but, that. But that's, game, what but we, that's what we expect from him, I not the 23, now. 24 points that he used right. to give us in the past. He has fewer than 17 fantasy points in all but one game this year. That's not good for Drew Brees. No. So there you go. Um, let's go over some other stats here. Uh, Matt Ryan, uh, 295 yards, two total touchdowns. Uh, two touchdowns. Two passing touchdowns. He had a – uh, fumble uh, turnover how, as well. How many games do you think are going to be lost uh, on that fumble at the end of the game because that drops him down Two from points. 20 down to 18? And imagine if you're a Matt Ryan owner and you lose by a point this week or less than two points, you're like, oh, no. Yeah, that kind of. fumble. You know, you got pretty solid production out of Matt Ryan. Oh, he did. But, I mean, when you lose a fumble like that at the end of the game, it, it could hurt. Yeah, but it happened on Thursday, so I think they'll probably – fantasy owners will probably You'll forget about it by then. If I had Matt Ryan and, and I lost – by two points or less, I won't forget. No, like, because so many things will drop that pass. Yeah, exactly. Like, so many things will happen between now. Why and, did John Coon vulture another touchdown? <laughs> All I know is that game last night was kind of Matt Ryan in a nutshell, in that it was, it wasn't great, it wasn't terrible, it just kind of was. It was meh, and that's kind of how I feel about Matt Ryan as a as a quarterback, as a fantasy quarterback. He's not, you know, he's kind of inoffensive. He's just there generally. Thirty-one twenty-one was your final score, but man, it it felt like. Um, I mean, obviously, the the Falcons really could have made a game of it. They really could have won this game. Well, I mean, New Orleans could have ran away with it. They had all those turnovers in the first half too. So it's kind of, and that um, you know, you never you never root for a player to to fail. But when Coleman fumbled, I said to myself, he's not going to touch. He's the not ball coming again. back. But he did come back though. One. One touch the rest yeah. of the game. Well, I mean, he only got four touches total. So it's I know, like but was... but how many touches did he have before he fumbled? He only had three. That's my whole point. But it was an early in the game. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was like early a, in the game. Like a quarter. first or second quarter. Yeah. It, was it was early second, second quarter. quarter. And he was looking good. You don't think that, that they were going to continue to use a little, utilize him? Uh, he was hot, man. He was running the ball real well. They'll then deploy he fumbled. him next week probably. Then but, he fumbled, and that was the be, end of him. I think it'll be another four or five touches. I mean, at this point, yeah, it's I been agree. two weeks in a row now that, that he's had about you know five or fewer touches. I, mean, I think this is this is Devontae Freeman's back. And he's a dude that has some fumbling issues. Yeah, and, uh, I uh, – well, you know, listen. Ward came in and played more. I was fumble. I was. Uh, I had. A, I had a fun tweet from the fantasy handle too. Um, of uh, Boo from Monsters Inc. crying and like reaching for. Something oh, that was because, good. It was good because so many people, myself included, in one of the leagues after Coleman seemed to have taken over the backfield. I was like, well, crap. I'll just drop Freeman and I'll pick somebody else up. Lo and behold, he's got ten <laughs> touchdowns. Thankfully, I held on to him in a couple other leagues, but Good. but man, does that does that hurt if you let him go and you're just watching him run roughshod over all? I, w- I want to see if because I have him in our NFL fantasy live league, and I'm wondering, yeah, 
somebody picked somebody dropped him and I picked him up off waivers on September twenty third. God, that might have been me in that league too. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So um, Julio Jones uh, had a quiet afternoon or quiet evening for for much of the evening, and then uh, kind of picked up a little bit. Uh, he ended up with ninety three yards. Um, Devontae Freeman, as we talked about, just went crazy. One hundred fifty six and two touchdowns. Leonard Hankerson, uh, four catches for thirty seven. Jacob Tammy had a huge game last week, followed that up with a little bit of a dud today, uh, or last night, rather. It was uh, 32 total yards for him. And then Roddy White. He, he lives. He lives. He caught a touchdown, 23 total yards. Yeah. Uh, and a touchdown for Mr. Rodinus White. Give it up to the old guys for the last week or so. I mean, you right? know, it was Andre Johnson. You saw Frank Gore, Matt Hasselbeck getting involved. Now Roddy White. This Chuck is, Woodson. Uh, yeah, I mean, this Chuck is Chuck Woodson, too. Props to the old yeah. guys lately. Old guys rule. I like it. Yeah. How about Peyton Manning? <laughs> well, okay, okay, not all of them. Not everybody. All right. So, uh, any any other you know players or reactions you guys have to uh, Thursday night? No. Well, I, I think that proves that Drew Brees can have a really good game in reality and not a great game in fantasy. He was very effective last night. Yeah, absolutely. Football. But th- this is not the old Saints that that we had come to know and love, and and scoring thirty points a game. And Brees is a guaranteed twenty points in fantasy every week. Uh, he's a matchup based guy. And uh, another thing. Even when Mark Ingram has a bad game, and I don't even know that he averaged three yards a rush last night. He looked bad. He's running. the goal line back there, He's and the uh, that is very back. valuable. All I know is watching him fall into the end zone twice made me feel good about my prediction of he, him getting ten touchdowns this yeah. year. Well, there he, you go. he fought hard on the goal line. He did. There's a reason he's the goal line back. Sure. Because he was just he was trucking people and wouldn't give up, mm-hmm. but – uh, not nobody had much space to to run in that game. So, well, because they lost their, they lost their tackle. They were on their third string left tackle. So that's that's not a good situation. Yeah. Mark Ingram, twenty rushes for forty six yards. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's uh, pretty simple math. Uh, it's not, not good. good. Yeah. Uh, all right. But, but you know, I, I did want to I did want to ask you about Brandon Cooks though. You know, four receptions, forty one yards. Um, boy, I, I know he's fallen off. Is where are where is he at at this point? Um, can you play the guy? No. No, I don't think you can. I mean, I mean, even in, even last week he caught a, a complete garbage time touchdown. If you took that away, he had nothing. That was that was absolute definition of garbage time because it was <laughs> double zero zeros, zeros on the clock. I mean, I'm not the only one who liked Cooks. I did like him, and obviously I was completely wrong in in that. But you're right. I mean, uh, Alex Flanagan tweeted me last night. We decided to start Cooks on our fantasy team. She has a, a team with her with uh, her son, and um, oops, should I keep playing him? And I said, honestly, it depends on what your alternatives are. But right now, he, he's not doing a thing. Even when Drew Brees has a fantastic game in the in the real sense, uh, uh, he doesn't look for Cooks enough to make him a startable asset in fantasy. And I have him in a in a few leagues. And a couple of leagues, I was forced to start him. They're PPR leagues, so right. it wasn't totally awful. But still, not what I was expecting from Brandon Cooks. Look, yeah. I, I mean, I think at this point, you probably spent a fairly high draft pick on him. Yeah, but fifth or sixth round, absolutely. Let him oh, go. Higher. Let him higher. go. I mean, I, I think you could let him go. I think he'll sit on the waiver wire. I don't I don't see anybody rushing it because you can't really trade him. Who's going to take him at this point? But you can't play him on a week-to-week I mean, basis. I would start Willie Sneed every week over Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely like, without would. Without a doubt. You know? Willie Sneed's the better receiver. Um, He's definitely – it seems like he has a, a better rapport. With Drew Brees. Yeah, and uh, Harmon, you know, he does his uh, reception perception. perception. He did one on Willie Sneed and said it was actually quite impressive. Like, Sneed had a catch on every route in the tree and was able to get open everywhere. Oh, boy. Whereas somebody like Cooks is uh, still a gadget player. He hasn't been able to beat press man. He can't get open on his intermediate routes and stuff as well. So, 
Sneed's the way to go. Um, in a standard 10-team league, I can't see any scenario where you're playing Cooks in a standard 10-team. If you have a 12- or 14-team, obviously you're kind of pressed into service there. Um, I'm in a 14-team league, and uh, we have three wide receivers. Is this your team with the garbage running backs, Oh, my too? gosh. And you have uh, Cooks, too? Oh, my. I have – look, it, it's a. It, it was a – it's not a snake draft. It was a uh, auction budget draft, and uh, I invested heavily in Aaron Rodgers, Des Bryant, and De- DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. And then I had Tevin Coleman. And so week one, I'm thinking, okay, I'm looking pretty good. Uh, yeah, not so much. That's, that's <laughs> not but so much. Uh, but yeah, no. Brandon Cooks is in there um, as well. Uh, but yeah, he's you know I kind of just pressed into service with him. Unfortunately, fourteen team, three wide receiver. I mean, I guess I don't mind it in a deep league where you're playing him as a wide receiver three because he's at least has upside. Uh, but yeah, in it's a tough. standard ten team, I, I can't see playing him, man. No, I don't think you can. All right, let's hit our top headlines. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. This is the woo. I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Don't watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. I think the entire show is going to be headlines. We have a million headlines. There's so many headlines. In Pittsburgh, <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger is practicing. Actually, a little bit ahead of schedule for Big Ben. Uh, if he starts, it's a long shot. It's probably not going to happen. But if he does, uh, do you play him? That's a tough matchup, but um, you're looking at four teams on a bye. You're looking at uh, a couple of other quarterbacks who are not producing. I'd play him over Peyton Manning. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. But I don't know that this is actually going to happen. I right. think he's a week away. Yeah, I think I think you're still looking at another week before he's actually back. But, you know, I, look, Ben seems to figure out a way to make things happen. And I know one thing, if, if you have Antonio Brown on your roster – you are praying oh. for Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please come back. Big Ben. Um, all right, we move on to Baltimore. How about uh, Justin Forsett? He's not practicing. It looks like it could be Javoris Buck Allen uh, there for Baltimore. Um, I guess what do we make of this injury news, and, and what do you guys think uh, of Buck Allen? Well, first, pro tip, everybody out there listening, don't search for Buck Allen no. on your waiver wire. <laughs> no. Been seeing a lot of tweets of people confused. Like, I, why isn't Buck Allen in your game? I can't find him. Javorius, the, J- his Javorius name is Javorius Allen. Allen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Look for it that with just, a J. Just search for Allen. <laughs> right? You're not going to spell Javorius right on the first attempt. <laughs> uh, it's uh, J-A-V. That's how I, I just typed that in. Right. And just, there's, only one, there's only one player that matches J-A-V. So there you go. So if, he, uh, you go. if he does start, he's going to be a nice, uh, a really nice DFS play. We have to see what happens with Forsett today in practice. Sure. Mm-hmm. If he's not practicing today, and I actually tweeted out yesterday, guys, go out and, and get Allen on your roster just in case. Yeah, stash him a little bit. Because the matchup is pretty good. And remember, uh, Lorenzo Talaferio is out for the year. Yeah. So you're it's, looking at Buck Allen, Buck Allen as a big-time volume play against a kind of questionable and defense. And even if, even if Forsett starts, there's a good chance they might rotate him. Yeah, they're I, not, not so. going to want to risk him if he hasn't practiced all week. Like, you know, it'll be a sim- situation right. like when Eddie Lacy first came back from his ankle. And it was about a 50-50 split, maybe even a little more in favor of James Starks right. in terms of touches. Like, that's probably what could happen here. So, if you're in a deeper league or you need running back help, you could flex Javorius Allen even if Forsett's going to play. The Ravens taking on the San Francisco 49ers. They're on the road. Uh, the 49ers, 
have been a little bit of a mess. A little bit of the mess That's there kind. <coughs> in Santa Clara. But uh, but no, Buck Allen was extremely productive at USC. Uh, Marcus, give us a little scouting tip on uh, Buck Allen. I mean, he's got a guy. He's a guy with good burst, a little bit of an upright runner, but catches the ball well out of the backfield. So I think he yeah, slides. That's what in. I like. He slides in nicely to Mark Tressman's offense. I, I mean, I watched him. Was it last week or two weeks ago? Uh, he had one really big run. Didn't do much beyond that. So I, you know. I, I think with a lot of opportunity, he could certainly produce, but I wouldn't expect him to just jump in and have four set numbers right away. I'm extremely high on Buck Allen. You have been all year long. All year long. I saw him last year, or I've I really seen him his entire collegiate career, and I really like the way he runs. He runs really hard. Uh, he runs extremely hard, but he's got, as you said, uh, good hands out of the backfield. He seems like he's going to be a great fit for this Mark Tressman offense, and that's kind of why I was worried about uh, Justin Forsett. Buck Allen just didn't get it going in the preseason. I do think, though, uh, he's a volume guy. I mean, a lot of running backs are volume guys, but if he gets the touches, I, I think he's going to get stronger as the game goes on. Um, and against this 49er defense that you know has not been terribly good, I can see Buck Allen having a pretty big line. If you've got him, um, and Forsett's not playing. I would absolutely 100% play him. He's got yeah, RB2. Lo- locked in RB2 if Forsett's out. RB2. Even locked better. in RB2. Locked in RB2. Flex, I mean, if he comes in and plays, I'd play him if Forsett is out over Charkandrick West. Oh, yeah, 100%. Ooh. I'm with you. i, I got to find a way to play both somehow. I don't know. Um, Charkandrick's got – man, he's interesting to me too. I know, but Niall Davis, there's that threat. I know, I know. Yeah. And with no, you're Buck, right. no, you're right. if there's no Forsett, there's no threat. And there's that Andy Reid threat. <laughs> 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 All right, let's move on. Let's go to Seattle. Marshawn Lynch, he says he's ready to go. Uh, I guess he says the, – all the reports are that he's good to go. Uh, in, in fantasy, is he good to go? I mean, I'm assuming you got to play him. Yeah, yeah I mean, you got him. You're playing him, right? Exactly. I, mean, I guess the I guess the hesitation comes in, right? Because Thomas Rawls just came in and just crushed it last week, um, 170 yards or whatever it was for for Thomas Rawls. Yeah, don't forget he crossed the century mark twice in relief of uh, right two times Lynch. in three games. Yeah, two but also keep in games. mind too that Lynch is a guy that that requires the football, that needs the football, that gets better as the game goes on. Oh yeah. So unless he's not 100, percent Pete Carroll. Uh, is not going to make this some sort of backfield committee. Right. This is going to be Lynch's shit. Oh, yeah, for sure. I guess I guess where I, th- there's two hesitations. Look, if I've got Marshawn Lynch, you, you're going to play him because, quite frankly, the running back position is just a dearth right now. There's so many buys. There's so many injuries. There's so much ineffectiveness out there. If you've got Marshawn, you got to play him. I get it. I'm just saying temper expectations because, look, I know they're playing at home. That's great for them. Uh, he's a little banged up. Thomas Rawls looks like he was pretty effective. I wouldn't be surprised if they mix him in. Plus, they're taking on the Panthers, man. It's not like the Panthers are, are a pushover defense here. So um, I, I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair, that Panthers-Seahawks game. Um, as we saw in the playoffs, it, it was kind of difficult to watch at times. So, yeah, I, I mean, at least temper expectations here for Marshawn Lynch. If he gets you 10 to 12, I think you should be happy. I, I mean, I think, that, I think that's reasonable. I, this, has, this has the feeling to me, though, of a beast mode sort of game. I mean, it's two Ooh. solid defenses, two right? teams that you know don't necessarily put up a ton of points on no. offense. Uh, I could see them grinding it out. Plus, I can see him catching a few passes because Russell Wilson has been running for his life back there. So yep. what, what better way to, to help relieve some of that pressure than dump it off to your running back? Sir, right. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, let's go to Buffalo. Rex Ryan says he's, quote, not comfortable saying Tyrod Taylor will start despite the quarterback uh, saying he's pretty confident he's going to go. 
what are the implications if he's out? I'm assuming this hurts. If he's out, Sammy Watkins is almost assuredly out of my lineup. He might not even play regardless. Yeah. We're not sure he's going to be back. But I'll tell you something right now. My radar goes off. Cincinnati Bengals defense. Yep. Street oh, them against God, yeah. DJ Manuel, the human turnover. Undoubt, so, undoubtedly. Yes. Hey, Kirk Cousins has something to say about that. But, <laughs> okay. Uh, if Tyrod doesn't play, I'm not yeah. starting any Buffalo skill position players. No. I'm you just, can't. You can't. I, well, what about McCoy if he plays? Nope. Charles I'm not going to start McCoy either. Not going to start McCoy. Not Charles starting Clay? to play. Nope. I mean, because if, if there's no Tyrod, then even if McCoy plays, they're just going to load the box. It's a, it's a bad trickle-down effect. They're going to throw eight, guys, throw eight guys in the box and, and they're shady to, to run Plus, the Bengals, so. the Bengals defense is good. Uh, speaking of, Shady McCoy says he's set to return. What do we make of that news? Uh, it's, it's encouraging. Should, it is encouraging. It is. He should be back Carlos soon. Williams is out of the concussion protocol, is he not? Did he clear it? Uh, I don't know I, that I'm he's sure. cleared it yet. Let me look. I'm not sure. I and, don't believe he's cleared it. And I don't know it. that it that it would uh, necessarily matter that much if McCoy is back. Um, you're not going to start Williams regardless. I mean, you can maybe flex him because what he. But would you're get. just saying that you wouldn't play McCoy, but you would flex Carlos. Well, I'm saying Williams? in the, I'm saying in the future if they're both back, both okay. back. If EJ Manuel's under center, I'm not starting anybody. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the last I saw, he did not pass uh, okay. the protocol, He's so he is still He's still in it as of Thursday, so maybe he clears it today. We don't know yet. It's well, early Even morning. if he does, even if he does today, uh, which is Friday, I, I can't see him with no practice time. Yeah, no. It's it's tough. Keep, I, keep him out. Yeah, I would say keep him out. LaShawn McCoy could be in line, I guess, for high-volume work. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd... I don't know that you can bench LaShawn how, McCoy. How deep does your backfield have to be for you to bench... McCoy, you've got to be loaded. I mean, it's possible. It's certainly possible. That I just think with the high volume. I hear what you're saying, Gelhar, but I just think with the volume, it's hard to sit the guy. I think if I'm looking at a like an RB3 type of guy, like a Danny Woodhead or a, one of those other like rotational decent backs on a, on a better team and uh-huh. a better matchup, I'm going to start them over McCoy. I mean, you've also survived how many weeks now with right. Shady McCoy True. in your lineup. So what's one more week? What's one more week? There you go. All right, how about in Indianapolis? Andrew Luck uh, says he's – He's throwing around uh, the media portion that was open to the media anyways. Uh, you know, the reports are that he's throwing every ball, uh, every route. So uh, he should be good to go. Should be is the key word there. We're not exactly sure. Uh, the reports around his shoulder and the reports of whether or not he's going to play uh, have been sketchy at best. I remember when he first got injured, uh, there was basically the, the head coach, Pagano, basically coming out and saying, no, he's going to play. He'll be good. He's fine. Don't worry about it, guys. Don't worry. He's good. He's good to go. Didn't play. <laughs> well, yeah. coaches, you know, they right. they typically tell the truth, right, about everything. I mean, all the there, time. There are some coaches. Especially to the media. All I, the time. I think there are some coaches that basically put up um, signals saying, hey, we're not sure, but not looking good. Yeah. There's very f- there's no coaches that say, hey, he's just out, right? But, um, I mean, there are some coaches, like we're seeing with Pagano, uh, like we're seeing with John Fox in Chicago, where you just, whatever's coming out of their mouth, you literally cannot take whatever they're saying and, and trust can't Whatever they're saying in regards to injury. So um, Chuck Pagano has entered into that realm, unfortunately. Blake Bortles in Jacksonville, uh, also with a, uh, I guess, a mild sprain of his shoulder, says he's thrown around and looking pretty good. And so everyone's anticipating Blake Bortles to be a go in Jacksonville. But regarding both of these quarterbacks, uh, what are our takeaways here? And if Andrew Luck plays, T.Y. Hilton obviously sees a boost. Sure, yep. no question. And um, well, T.Y. Yeah, Hil- T. Hilton just popped up on the injury report right, too, right. with groin injury. I don't know how serious it is, so check the injury report on uh, on Friday. But if Luck plays for the Colts, he plays for me. And um, as far as Bortles goes, I started him over Drew Brees in one of my leagues, and I'm pretty confident that I will get a better 
level of production than the 16-plus points that Breeze put up. Bortles, 19-plus fantasy points in three straight games, and the Houston defense is ungood, uh, as Marcus Grant good. would say. Ungood. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting Bortles. I'd start Bortles uh, all day. Bortles been on fire, man. Been on fire. Uh, you know, I, obviously if luck plays, it's hard to sit him, but keep in mind, he's going up against the Patriots, who are just breathing fire right now. Oh, my God. This is not. They, I mean, are, they are laying waste to people. I mean, seriously. It's 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 scary, but it, it's hard to sit him this week. Well, Luck luckily doesn't have to play against the Patriots offense. He has got to play against the Patriots defense. The defense has been, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't scare me. Let's just say that. The offense has just been putting curb stomping people. Yeah. Except uh, but the defense hasn't been. Hasn't it hasn't been. been but you, feel, you just have the feeling this is the week. You know, Belichick's got something, man. He's got Dude, something that, for like, you. It, like, the Patriots are going to put up, like, a 50-burger this week. He's got something I think that's for guaranteed. you. I think that's guaranteed. This is, like, I mean, the, we always – and I was going to mention it later in matchups that excite us, the revenge game narratives. Yes. Normally, it's a player <laughs> going against their old team. The, I just – you just have to have that feeling that all of the Patriots are just going to want to wipe the floor with the Colts because of the whole offseason thing. So, I don't know. Like, I know you said, Fabs, if Luck starts, he starts for you. Mm-hmm. Even, if he's starting, I don't think I have him in any leagues, but – you have a back, a reasonable backup at this point because you had to survive three weeks. I might still play that backup. I don't, I don't love this situation. Um, I'm, 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 I, I'm actually I, I excited can't do about it. it. I'm actually excited it. about. It. I think, I think the defense can be had. Uh, the the corners there aren't great. Uh, the whole, the, the whole defensive backfield there is not great. I think Andrew Luck because he's a vertical thrower. I think he's going to love seeing that matchup. Um, and and forget about whether or not it's a blowout. Even if it is, that's more garbage points for Andrew right, Luck. Right, which is how which is how the Patriots defense has been had a little bit. Tyrod scored a bunch of points on them in garbage time, as did Blake Bortles. Once the Patriots were up by a million, but. I don't know. I don't know if I. I don't know if I'd count on garbage time. <laughs> I, I'm expecting this to go full garbage time mode, and probably by the second half. <laughs> I mean, it's. I think it's going to get ugly. Yeah. I think it's going to get ugly quick. Um, I think Legarrette Blunt's in line for a good a, a good game. Um, I think obviously Tom Brady is just going to go off. Um, <laughs> Adam Rank, being the crazy person he is, says uh, Tom Brady's going to go for seven hundo. That's fine. <laughs> he, he wants to see Norm Van Brocklin's record tumble. Van Brocklin's come down. Yeah, yeah man. I like it. Uh, I mean, you got to like every single skill position player uh, for the Patriots. But I'm telling you, you know, just the fact of the matter is, I think it's going to be a little bit of a shootout, at least in the second half. I like a lot of the Colts players, too. Uh, speaking of the Colts, oh, the immortal Ahmad Bradshaw lives. He lives, Ahmad Bradshaw. One more for the old guys. Uh, signed a one-year deal. Uh, with the Indianapolis Colts, uh, if you're a Frank Gore owner, you are quaking in your. I don't think you are. No. I don't think you are either. No, I think no, I no, think, no. I think he affects Josh Robinson and those guys more than he affects Frank Gore. He's, oh. he's changed pace because I mean he made his hay with the Colts in the past out of the backfield too, catching passes and stuff. Right. And the Colts just learned through their last couple games that if they feed Frank Gore, he will give them good results. They're, they just needed depth and then somebody else to help change the pace that's not going to cough up the football every other time he touches it, <coughs> Josh Robinson. Unfortunately, <laughs> Gore has not necessarily been the stickiest of hands as well. That's He's, been shocking. Well, only when he gets around the goal line. Wait, wait, wait. That's all. Like, if, if Bradshaw's in the game uh, in a goal line package, then I'm like, you got to be kidding me. But. That remains to be seen. And, you know, Mod Bradshaw is not the most durable dude in the world either. So, no, no, he's not. No, no, he's not. Absolutely. You know, I mean, no, you're this guy's right. – uh, No, but, but he, you constantly. will see – I guarantee you, you will see Mod Bradshaw in a goal line package because, for some reason, they like to throw 
when they get down there. Andrew Luck's not afraid to throw it, man. Uh, Pep Hamilton's not afraid to throw it when they're first in goal. So, um, I don't know. It's surpri- I'm sh- I'm shocked that you guys aren't worried about it if you're a Frank Warren. Not at all. No. Nah, nah. Man. Nope. Uh, I'm a, if I'm a Frank Gore owner, I'm on high alert. I think Ahmad Bradshaw is going to step in and be a, a very productive back. That's just my thing. All right, uh, let's talk about in Dallas, Christian uh, Christian Michael, seeing first team Woo! reps. He's seeing first team reps. Woohoo! Lot it's, of reports out of there. It's happening. Lot of reports out of there uh, that the coaching staff not necessarily happy with the production or maybe the ball security of Joseph Randall, um, and and they haven't liked what they've seen from. Um, I don't want to call him Old Man McFadden, but he looks like Old Man McFadden well, out there. Well, because he is. He's just uh, – Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's not like he's like – It's not well, like he's McFadden? Frank Orle. He's not that old, but – McFadden's he's... been in the league like 11 years now. No, no, no. McFadden? No, no, no. no. I was missed it. No, 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 he was no. the fourth pick in 2007, right? I don't know. He's it not, just seems like he's been in the league. I was thinking long, 2004. He's not 30 yet. He's not 30. Well, yeah, he came in when he was young. Too. Uh, he's like 27 or 28. I think he's 28. Anyways, but no, Christian Michael's in there now. He's – Supposedly a, a very explosive back. Uh, obviously, Dallas liked what they saw when he was with Seattle, although pretty limited reps. There. Well, yeah, it's Kristen Michael is just like the king of off-season hype and like this guy's going to be great, and then we never see him. I mean, he's a great athlete, uh, and we saw that in college, and um, we saw that at the Combine, but he just hasn't translated to on-field work. I mean, Kristen Michael is like winter in Game of Thrones. Like, he's, he's coming. <laughs> he's coming at some point. <laughs> Well, maybe seven seasons. But from winter now? already came. Now now it's 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 here. So right, maybe so, so maybe now he's here. Now it's time. Now maybe. winter came in Game of Thrones. Kristen Michael can actually see the field. All maybe. right, let's give the people out there some help here because I think Kristen Michael's out there. Um if he's on waivers pick him up. Go get him. Pick him up. Go get him. If he's a free agent, go pick him up right now. That's fine. But if he's on if he's on waivers, uh, fab budget waivers. How much are you spending? Uh, is he worth a number one priority? No, Stuff like that. I don't, I don't Not a number that. one priority, but I'd I'd spend like ten to fifteen percent of my fab budget on him because the the Dallas backfield has been very uninspiring right now. Like Joseph Randall has had a, a putrid yards per carry average aside from his like three big runs against Atlanta. Darren McFadden's not getting it done. They lost Lance Dunbar. They need a spark, and it could be Kristen Michael that comes you in know and what takes, I think runs it away is. with it. You know what I think it is with with Joe Randall. Is he's that, not good? No, I, I think he's a good running back. I just think he's a knucklehead. I mean, you go back, <laughs> you go back, and that was the one thing that concerned me about Randall because I you really didn't have his indiscretion at Dillard's. Really yes, well, I mean, about a year right. Ago. I mean, he had the whole trying to steal underwear or thing, you know. And then I mean, and then the whole situation with Garrett tells the running backs don't extend the ball over the goal line with one hand. Then he goes out and does it. Then he gets benched. I think he's a talented player. I mean. Sometimes it's the same kind of thing as like Cordell Patterson. Sometimes guys are very talented, but they have two cent heads. And and Randall could fit into that. He's had every opportunity to take over that role in Dallas. And um, outside of that one huge game against Atlanta, he's really not been able to do it. Yeah. Uh, dare say he's left some meat on the bones. Yes, he's left <laughs> some meat on the bones. Indeed. Uh, yes, the last, uh, last note here, uh, we'll go back to Pittsburgh. How about Martavis Bryant? He was activated. He's no longer in the injury report. Uh, Hooray! If, if, Michael Vick is, if Michael Vick is playing... Still start him! Oh, yeah. Because the one thing Michael Vick can do is drop back and heave it deep. You saw what he did with Marcus Wheaton last week, so insert Bryant for Wheaton and pray for the home run. Marcus Wheaton (laughs) Wheaton actually got open. Martavis Bryant can get open on a regular basis. They'll take some shots. Okay. He's a a fun wide receiver three. 
YOLO flex play. I mean, he's definitely yeah. a DFS guy. You throw him in there, you hope for the big the big play, and, you know. I He'll probably get you 22 points but or that, two that, points. That's the right, whole point. Exactly. That I, I, don't, I actually think he's a bad DFS play because, because of the PPR format. Um, I mean, unless you think Martavis Bryant's going to catch two long ones, which is totally possible. Very possible. Martavis Bryant. But I just am scared about the uh, about the all or nothing approach there. Uh, I mean, he's he's what's called he's what's referred to as a punt play, like because he'll be super cheap, so you can you can get other guys in your lineup, and you just you put him in there and, and oh, for cross the your fingers. All right. Hey, oh, uh, breaking news here, guys. Please. Oh uh, boy. Um, Sports Illustrated just uh, tweeted out that the new Star Wars: The Force Awakens trailer oh. will debut today on Monday Night Football. Oh. Ooh. Do we have any Star Wars music back there, Gelhar? We've no, got to have right something. Now. Oh my goodness gracious! I don't want to pay. I don't want to send my paycheck to John Williams. Oh. <laughs> now I could just hum some for you. <laughs> right? You got you got a New York team. You got the New York market. You got an NFC East battle, and then you've got the Star Wars trailer. Uh-oh. That thing is going to do ratings. I like it. Ratings. I like. That's it. like. Uh, wow. There was I'm a, excited. It was back in the day. What was the movie? How I can't dorky remember. are we, Mark? But there was there was actually a movie that saw a huge uptick in its box office gross back when episode one was coming out because they were put putting the episode one trailer into it and star wars fans went and bought tickets and for then that left and then left the trailer. i do remember that. <laughs> the I studio remember was that. like wow this is great it was like meet joe black or something They're like right. look at these ratings and they were like no 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 no. everybody no laughed. one's no one's actually watching you <laughs> they, yep. they paid for the trailer yep. and then walked out yep wow pay for the trailer all i know right. that all right. all right sorry to take no. us off the rails but That's- i mean you know, when you've got four news. dorks like us who love like Star it. Wars, breaking that is breaking news. News, uh, and it right. has an NFL. But I, but I think that's the end spin of spin he- to it. That's the end of the headlines. It's the debut. You asked for it. You now have it. Marcos is a man who doesn't scan the waiver wire. The waiver wire scans him. Miguel is a man that has never used his fab budget. They are the most interesting men in fantasy. Give me an interesting stat, Marcos. Blake Bortles only throws interceptions on odd number weeks in 2015. Start him with impeccable confidence on Sunday. Miguel. Josh McCown. Playing on teams with CB, as their initials, is a fantasy superstar. I still won't start him this week. (laughs) (laughs) Against the Denver Broncos. Marcos. All of Thomas Rawls' rushing yards have come versus teams with animal mascots. Good job, Packers. Good luck, Panthers. Panthers would destroy Seahawk in a battle but I'm still not starting Cam Newton in Seattle. No thank you, Chico. The New York Giants are undefeated when Rashad Jennings runs for more than 12 yards, but fewer than 52. Game plan accordingly, Tom Coughlin. (laughs) (laughs) Marcos and Miguel. Ah, dude. They are the most interesting men in fantasy.
Are we done? <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. I had something else, and then it it was over. Oh, you have one more? No, forget it. Oh. <laughs> uh, I had one more, but yeah. Oh, that was. Uh, oh boy. Well, well, I mean, Miguel just he just left. Yeah. That was so what happens is he comes into the studio quickly yeah. with Marcos. Yep. And then they and then we you know we they, they, they kind of switch go spots out basically a quick hit. to the tune of the mariachi band. I like it. Good. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> but he we got did that. he did leave me a good nugget though that. Um, 17 fantasy points uh, out of 47 that Jeremy Hill has has uh, had this year on non-touchdowns. So That's he's rough. Uh, he's not good. But, yeah, so for those of not you good. who read the, uh, the the blurb for this podcast episode and were wondering who those mystery guests were, it that was, was Marcos, Marcos E. Miguel. I'm kind of amazed that we were able to fit a mariachi band in the studio. Yeah. And, and by, yeah. It got a little cramped. I was, <laughs> so, I was really worried. So there actually is what uh, at Miguel Fabiano like there is, Twitter, there is yes. a, a Twitter Fabiano. There is a Miguel Would that Fabiano. be a parody? It's a, yes. yeah, it's it's a parody. Totally and a parody. there's another one too. I hate Fabiano. <laughs> and they have like they have like me with like you devil, devil horns. horns and, like and my my tooth is missing. <laughs> yeah, we saw him climb into the fantasy handle mentions. A but that one is that that one's very vulgar. That one's not parody. I see. Not uh, good. Yeah, that's uh You know, I unfortunately, you. you know, I got to ask the Miguel Fabiano um Twitter handle. Well, he just uh, he just left. <clears throat> no, but the Twitter handle to okay. to step their game up. Uh because all the tweets are in English. For a while, they were in Spanish originally. They did some in Spanish way but back in the day. I'm just saying, Miguel Fabiano tweets in Spanish. Right. Step your game up. Yeah, man. Step your game up. Step your game up. Step up your parody game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I, I, should I call him out? I don't even know. What's the, what is the uh, – I think it's gone now. I was looking it up just wait, now. Miguel oh! Fabiano's gone? I, uh, no. What a sad, some, sad day. Pour some out for Miguel Fabiano. <laughs> oh. Twitter handle. Is it really gone? There, there is a Miguel Fabiano, but it's not the one. Uh, <laughs> it's not the. It's not uh, Mike with a mustache. No, no. Wow. I, I think this guy's actually like. I think he's like you know Portuguese or Brazilian or something like that. He's a, yeah. he's <laughs> a legitimate <laughs> Miguel well, Fabiano. May, maybe we should. Maybe I'll send out a tweet and be like, "Hey, what happened to the? Where'd at- you go? Yeah, right. Uh, there is. Is there a Marcos? There's Grant. not a Marcos Grant. Not that I'm aware well, of. Well, there might be after this podcast. <laughs> ambitious um, young fan goes yes, out and creates we need it. A, we need a Marcos. Well, yeah, uh, that was the debut Grant. of Most Interesting Men in Fantasy. Most Interesting <laughs> Men in Fantasy. All right, should we get to Marcos. some actual analysis now and talk about some uh, matchups that we like? I guess. I guess. I thought, we were gonna, I thought we were just going to get at it. Just <laughs> fold it up after that? That, seems, show, like, that the, seemed like a walk-off. The show has gone sideways now. That seemed like a walk-off to me. But By the way, what, b- between, keep, between now and the end of the show, Alex, you need to come up with some Star Wars music because, you know. Just because? That's how to. we do it? Okay, let's talk about some yeah. matches that excite us. Uh, we shall start with the WizKid. Uh, talk to me about Eddie Lacy. Please get me excited about Eddie Lacy. I'm getting tired of seeing this guy. Uh Run into hole, run into the non holes, uh, run right into the line. Well, it's I mean he hasn't had room to run because they've stacked the box to stop him and have cha- not true. And, uh, that not is true. that is absolutely no, true. No, it's not true. We That's just did next gen stats showing that he's got <laughs> major holes that he is not hitting. Next gen stats. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't, I don't trust the next gen stats at all. What I do trust is Aaron Rodgers saying too that the uh, the Rams stacked the box and challenged them to beat them on the outside and go vertically, and they were the Packers weren't able to do that, which is why both he and James Starks did nothing. However. Eddie Lacy's another week coming back from his ankle injury. He's got, a good ma- he's got a good matchup this week against the Chargers, yeah. who just got gashed by Le'Veon Bell and D'Angelo Williams a few times he to- touched the ball. I think this is a good bounce-back game for Eddie Lacy. And also, we have seen this play out with Eddie Lacy before earlier yep. in the season. I think, actually, he's like nine yards off of his of exactly what he had last year at this point in the season Ugh. before getting 
getting going and finishing the season as the sixth highest fantasy running back. So all, just, all of that is exactly why. I, I mean, I agree with that 100%. I mean, this is a fantastic matchup. This is the one you've been waiting for. And I, I do remember last year we were freaked out after the first four weeks. And I'm looking at this right now. Last year we freaked out. Week five, Eddie Lacy put up a 25-point game. And everybody calmed the heck down. Was that against Minnesota? Can yeah, he play, it was. Can he play against Minnesota every week? It was. It was the. It was the Thursday night game right after you wrote Panic Room too, James. And sure. You were, you were like, I'm done with Eddie Lacy, guys. He's finished. And then he just went and yeah. steamrolled the Vikings. <laughs> and who was that poor DB that he Robert just, Blanton? Oh my gosh, he crushed him just twice. Destroyed him. He crushed him once in the open field, and Blanton was the last man between Eddie and the goal line, and Eddie was Brutal. like, "Hop on, nope. brother, we're going." <laughs> Uh, all right, so Eddie Lacy's got a good match. I mean, Fabs, did you have anything else in Stardom Sit'em off of Eddie Lacy, or did we pretty much cover it? Basically, I mean, the Chargers' run defense has been has been pretty bad. Um, only two teams have given up more fantasy points to running backs than San Diego this year. So if, if Lacy doesn't do it this week, hit the panic button. All right, buy, we t- buy low if he doesn't do it this week. Cause then I'm, they get- trying, I'm trying to uh, get him in, in our celebrity league. Uh, Jerry O'Connell, who's going to be on the show today, has him, and uh, we we can't really put anything together. I've actually offered him Julio and um, T.J. Yeldon, I believe, for uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Lacey. Oh, um, I don't know if I don't know if I take that. Yeah, come on, bro. But I was going to say, if Lacey struggles this week again, buy low. The Packers go into their buy. He'll get healthy. They'll make some adjustments. They'll come out. This offense is going to score touchdowns. Like nobody's nobody's going to dispute that. At some point. He he should turn it around. Um, no question about that. I'm not I'm not as worried about someone like Eddie Lacy as I am about C.J. Anderson or Jeremy exactly. Hill. Um, those running backs for the Chargers, though, uh, are you concerned there? Uh, I'm not going to start Melvin Gordon, but I would maybe flex Danny Woodhead, especially in a PPR. Yeah, dude, he's in the top ten among running backs in sure. PPR leagues right now in our dynasty league. Mm-hmm. He's eighth. Yeah, that's crazy. Right. I mean, I'm at, a, I'm at a point where I'm I'm considering flexing Woodhead every week, even in non-PPR leagues. Yeah, he's just I'd, getting that much yeah. attention in the offense. I agree. Because your your floor is like eight points with him, and if he gets into the end zone or he has a good game, then, you're, double fe- then you're feeling great. Yeah. So, but Melvin Gordon, the Packers uh, have had a great run defense this year, and despite Todd Gurley rushing for 150 whatever yards against them. They played a darn good game against him. They bottled him up for, like, the first 26 carries. He had right. less than a hundy. Then he broke and then he 50. broke off the 55-yarder because yeah. Todd Gurley is, like, an otherworldly talent. Speaking so. of uh, <laughs> running back T.J. Yeldon not practicing today, which means you're going to see Toby Gerhardt and Denard Robinson Shoelace. in all probability this weekend. So uh, if you have Yeldon and you need a running back, you might want to go out and grab uh, Toby Gerhardt. He's not officially out, though, is he, T.J.? No, but you need insurance, don't you? Yeah, sure. So um, he'll he'll probably be a game time decision, but typically when a rookie doesn't practice all week, it's no um, bueno. I don't yeah, know. I, I, you yeah. know what? He's he, I think it's one of those situations. Though I'd be surprised if he doesn't play. Um, it's a they they said it's a, a mild growing issue. They don't want to test it in a practice. I would believe. Mm-hmm. And he's gotten so much work in the offense, Fabs, that I I don't think he. Needs but that they, wait, they don't want to test it in practice, but they'll test it in the game, and you're going to start him. Yes, absolutely. If he's active? Yes, absolutely. I think they're just trying to rest it is what I'm saying. I, I, the percentage of players who don't practice on Friday and then play on Sunday is not good. Yeah, yeah I hear what rough. you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Plus, right. like, what Yeldon, while he's been getting a ton of volume, has been wildly inefficient. Like, yeah. all the metrics. Like, His yards, yards per carry. carry. Not great. Right. Fantasy points Last week, touch. that touchdown catch saved him from doing nothing. Right. 
So, so that that would be my concern with with Yeldon. There are probably better plays out there. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's talk about this Baltimore 49ers game. Uh, we talked about uh, the running back situation there in Baltimore, but how about Colin Kaepernick? Surprised a little bit. Uh, got off the schneid last week. Uh, does he continue to do so against a Ravens defense? That, boy, they are giving up yards and touchdowns in bunches. Dude, I dig him this week. Oh, I don't yeah. know why, um, because he's done nothing to really gain anyone's trust from a fantasy perspective, but the Baltimore Ravens' defense is horrible. I mean, they're giving up the second-most points to quarterbacks. Uh, over the last two weeks, they've given up over 21 fantasy points per game. They're running backs. They're giving up the second-most fantasy points to wide receivers. Uh, you look at the Ravens and you think defense, but that was the past. I, I, I like Kaepernick. I would play Kaepernick over Peyton Manning this week all day yep. long. Yeah, Agreed. it's surprising what happens when you lose a guy like Nada in the offseason and then you lose Suggs to injury. It's it's kind of funny how that uh, <laughs> impacts your defense. They have no push up front, man. They've got no push well, up front. They, they traded Holodi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, well, no, no, and they, yeah, exactly. they got rid of Pernell McPhee, too. They sent him over to the Bears. or they I think they just didn't sign him, and the Bears signed him, and he's been phenomenal for the Bears. So they've lost a lot of good pieces. And then injuries haven't helped. I think no. Doomerville's been dog. Their secondary's yep. been hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just... They, they they didn't start out in a prime position, and then now injuries and stuff have mounted, and they're a great juicy fantasy matchup. Plus, revenge, revenge. Both, both wide receivers on the 49ers yes, used to play former, for the Ravens. Former Ravens receivers. So yep. that is funny. I like Bolden a lot this week as a three or flex. <laughs> Hashtag analysis. Revenge. I like it. Uh, the 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 whole revenge game theme um, going through this podcast is great. Watch this be the game. Tori Smith has like 200 yards. Dude, right you guaranteed, right? It, it's, <laughs> I mean, if Andre Johnson could do it, that right. is funny. Um, all right, how about it? Uh, what about Mike Wallace slash Stefan Diggs? Well, Wallace is dealing with a little bit of a knee injury, yeah. but I think he's going to be okay if he plays. And again, you've got teams on a bye. Uh, you've got some injuries. As a three or a flex, I think he could do worse. Wallace had a good game in his last contest before the bye, and so maybe he's got a little something going on there. Charles Johnson, I mean, he's... he's yeah, Johnson's been injured and only has eight targets this not that this good. Year. So if you're going to start a Vikings wide receiver, clearly Wallace is the guy. They're taking on the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are horrible against the Packers. Horrendous. Horrible. They've been absolutely horrendous. I love this Stephon Diggs guy. Yeah, deeper deeper play, Stephon Diggs would be great because he was a rookie. Like I, Him coming in, I thought he was a little raw, but he ran some great routes against the, the Broncos. And I'm not surprised because at Maryland, they asked him to do everything. I mean, they asked him to do everything at Maryland. He was extremely productive there. Um and and I think he's just finally getting his opportunity. Right, it took uh, him a little while to his, get his get last too. game. He he went for over eighty yards. Yeah, it's six catches I think for eighty yards. I think yards. uh you know you talk about DFS. I think again just because of the matchup. Um, I think because of the volume, and, and of course given his um his tag there, I think Stephon Diggs is going to be tremendous value in DFS. I'd love to start him. Um, and I will in, in my DFS lineups and, and kind of move forward from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really like him. How about Calvin Johnson, though? Does he, I don't know, I, hard to trust Calvin Johnson. This is like the first time I've had Calvin Johnson and start him and sit him as a start like in so long because it's been such a complete no-brainer. But this year, yeah. I mean, when Willie Sneed's got more fantasy points than Calvin Johnson, then people are going to be looking for validation. Right. And I did validate that. Megatron should start this week. Uh, yeah. the, the the Lions defense, uh, I'm sorry, the Bears defense. Yeah. They've been better lately, but overall they've struggled. Uh, and Megatron has at least one touchdown in five of his last six games against them. So I'm playing him. 
Marcus? I mean, I don't know how you sit Calvin. You know, it's yeah. one of the things. Where it's so hard to sit him because he's Calvin Johnson and he can explode. He's got 30 points any week. And the thing about wide receivers is that they are sort of immune to the struggles of quarterbacks, really. Yeah. I mean, Matthew Stafford could go out 100%. and have a terrible game. But Calvin Johnson could still go for, you know, 105 and a touchdown. So he still is one of the most talented receivers in the league. And at some point, he's going to get it together. <sighs> That Detroit defense just makes me sad, or offense just makes me sad. I've been talking about all offseason and through the regular season as well, and I, I, I mean, I didn't think they were good. I didn't know that they were this bad. Yeah, I didn't think they were. I didn't think they were this bad either. But they I played really well against Seattle that one game. The Detroit. offense was was their bad. offense has been just it's horrible. Been, it's been awful. Yeah, it's been really, really bad. All right, should we move on to matchups that scare us? Or well, Gelhard, let's what hit a got? couple of these real quick. Greg Olson is he the only person? Like, I mean, on either side of the ball, basically, that you start in I like, that Seattle-Carolina game. I like the game. Panthers' defense because the the Seattle offensive line is horrible. Yeah. I think that's a top-10 play this week among defenses. Yeah. Jared Allen dealing with the foot problem, but uh, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I, I mean, their defense, even without Jared Allen, was... And they're getting Luke Keekley back, Ooh. which is a big swing for them as well. That's nice. Yeah, I like that defense this week in fantasy. Um, speak, Speaking of defenses, the Jets coming off a bye, getting Sheldon Richardson back. Playing Kirk Cousins, hello, in MetLife. <laughs> get them if you can. If they yep. are a free agent, go get them, fire them up. Yep, and hope and you know expect to hopefully ten to twenty points. Should be good. All right, well, let's talk about matchups. Escaris will stay in Seattle. Cam Newton, uh, Jonathan Stewart. Nope, 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 nope. No Ted Ginn. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Yeah, somebody asking me about Ted Ginn. I'm like, bro, really? Yeah, Ted Seattle. Ginn versus the LOB? No, don't do that. Cam Stop Newton, it. three career games against Seattle, one touchdown, three turnovers. Sit him. Oh. Yeah, for for most of those games too, aside from the one in the playoffs well, before uh, Cam Chancellor hit that pick six, they were all low scoring too. Yeah. I think yeah. the one they played and two or three years ago was like twelve to six. Seattle's like going to be home, and they're going to be they're going to be pissed. That they blew that game last. I mean, they've, they've blown a few so, fourth quarter leads, and yeah. so I, I think that defense is not going to let it happen again. Um, all right, how about Josh McCown? Uh, he's been absolutely on. Didn't you hear Miguel I Fabiano? Believe no against Denver though. I believe no. yes. I believe. Hit I'm, me. You sound like Bo Dallas right now. I do. I believe. I mean, one. I, I mean, I just, I've been watching this team. Don't ask me why I'm watching the Browns, but I'm watching the Browns. And they're doing a lot of different things. And the one thing I've noticed is that Josh McCown is not standing there with the football in his hands. No. He's getting it out quickly. It's a lot of high percentage passes. This guy is in the top ten in completion percentage this year because he's making a lot of safe, a lot of good throws. The the Broncos won't have DeMarcus Ware. They may not have a keep to leave. Yes, they are good. They're a very good defense. And I'm not saying that Josh McCown's going to go out there and get you the 25, 30 points he's put up the last couple of weeks. But I do think he can get you. 16 I mean, he can give you 16, 17 points. All right, points. so let's, let's play he a game. He can give you Drew Brees-type numbers. Marcus Grant, okay. Uh, who would you start? Josh McCown or Russell Wilson? Yeah, I might start Josh McCown. Josh not McCown. Bad I, might, or I might start McCown there, too. Josh I, McCown or Peyton Manning? Josh McCown. McCown. Oh, yeah. 100%. Come on, dude. Josh McCown or Cam Newton? McCown. Maybe McCown. Josh McCown yeah, at or least Phillip awesome. Rivers? Rivers. Yeah, Rivers for me. Rivers. Rivers. Josh McCown or Eli Manning? Eli. Eli. Eli all day. Okay. I mean, it, it, you, you know, at this point. I'm just saying, you at know. At this point, you're playing the matchups. But, yeah, no, Josh, Josh McCown or Joe there. Flacco? Oh, Flacco. I mean, they're playing the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get crazy. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I'm, yeah, I, I don't, don't believe it's in hard. him against the Broncos, man. It's if hard. you give me a good defense, uh, boy, I, I, I would, would – Definitely tend to go the opposite direction. Um, 
Denver's defense is sick. Sick good. Yeah, man, but the Broncos but, can hey, be had. I, I think they if, can? I, I think a big thing will be a keep. Have they been this year? <laughs> I do think a big thing will be a keep to leap. Uh, if he's in there, oh, man. Broncos have given up 7.8 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. I mean, that's sick. That's yeah, nuts. It's disgusting. It's absolutely it's crazy, disgusting. dude. But, uh, again, I think a lot of that is uh, based off of that secondary, which I believe is, is if they're not uh, the best secondary duo in the league, they're certainly in the top two or three mm-hmm. uh, between a keep to leap and Chris Harris Jr. They're just shutting guys down all over the place. And they've been getting good push up front as well. I mean, anytime you've got a good defense, they, they have to play in concert. And, and they have been, I mean, just orchestral uh, in the defense. Orchestral? Nice wow. use of the word orchestral. Yeah, I don't even think wow. that's a word. Actually. Yeah, I don't even I know just, if that's I, a word or not. I, it's probably But not. it sounded pretty good coming yeah, off the list, right? It's only a word. <laughs> not bad. Now, I, I will say this. All right. Uh, Denver hasn't really played a whole lot of good quarterbacks this year. Yes, that is that is the one caveat to them. Um, so dude, he played. they played Joe Flacco. He's elite. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. let that All one right. go. All but right. um, yeah, yeah. so that that's one thing that you could argue, and I could completely see the argument. But I, I'm I'm a guy who looks at the trends and looks at the numbers, and maybe Josh McCown has the best game of any quarterback against the Broncos this year, and okay. probably still only 14. I mean, look, I'm I'm saying like 16 points, 16, right? Like he's not going to be bonkers. He's sure, not going to sure, be sure. the top quarterback of the week, but and but and, let's say you're dealing with the Tyrod Taylor situation. Look, Josh man. McCown, me. Josh McCown, you. I, you know, it's better than Kirk Cousins or EJ Manuel, <laughs> anything like that. And you know, Good Miguel point. Fabiano came in and said okay, CB. CB. Uh, Cleveland CB. Browns. Chicago Bears. Chicago right. Bears. So if Andy Dalton ever gets hurt. Right, Cincinnati Bengals. That's it. Call him and then after that, McCown's Call done. <laughs> He's done. I like it. Uh, you know, we talked about Megatron and the, the Detroit Lions. I, I, I do got a hit on this, man. Amir Abdullah. I, I mean,. He, he's done at this point, no? Uh, I mean, I, I'm definitely – obviously you're benching him because he's done, you know, nothing. But uh, – I actually got to play him this week in the PPR league. Ooh, really? I have to. It's either him or Shane Vereen. I'm not playing Shane Vereen. No? He's had one good game all year. In PPR, he's had two decent games. Like week week one, I think he had eight he, catches too. Okay. Yeah. But then he, then he Okay, so two out of five. Right, right, five. right. And, yeah. the, and, the, and you're right. The three – but he's got the, the three-headed three monster. The three games he was he didn't play good. He played awful. Mm-hmm. That statistically, anyways. Yeah. I, I played. Uh, so I hear what you're saying. Uh, but against the Eagles, Vereen, you wouldn't. You based wouldn't, on you don't volume like Vereen, alone. You don't like Vereen against the Eagles. Eagles defense isn't that terrible. Oh man, They're not that bad. Um, yeah, I'm not cutting Amir, no. but he's he's riding the pine until man. something changes. Eagles well, have given up the fourth fewest fantasy points to running backs this year. I also think part of the the Amir Dula struggles is that he is. Doing way more than they anticipated him having to do at the start. Because of the year. Drake Bell's been Bell's been either hurt or bad, you know. And he says he should be back. Abdullah was supposed to be the change of pace guy. He was supposed to be kind of the Reggie Bush, catch the ball out of the backfield, give you a few carries on the edges sort of guy. Now he's right. being forced to kind of be the lead back. I mean, they've worked Zach Zinner in there. Theo Riddick. Theo, you know, but it's just I think he's taken on a bigger role than they anticipated, and it's just not working out. Um, I guess what I guess what I'm saying is that in in a ten team league. You're not dropping Amir Abdullah? Not yet. Not yet? Close. But awfully yeah. close. Uh, I think especially if you do it, uh, you can't be blamed for it because the way Theo Riddick is playing and the way they're utilizing Theo Riddick. Well, the- Theo Riddick's had, like, I think it's an obscene number of his points have come in the fourth quarter. Right. Like, no no, no joke, like, almost all of his targets have come in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah. Ten, what, did he have ten receptions? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, ten receptions his last game. I mean, come on. Um, I guess, like I said, if Theo Riddick is hogging up all those uh, all those receptions out of the backfield, they're mixing Zach Zanner. Joyke Bell's about to come back. Where do you use a guy like Amir? I, I mean, if you drop him, I don't. You can't be blamed for it at all. 
Um, but that, that's just, you know, my take on Amir Abdullah. All right, how about Jordan Matthews? Uh, Monday night against the Giants. Uh, do we like it? Do we not like it? Jordan Matthews has been... Oh, yeah, disappeared recently. I mean, you had uh, we've yeah. seen on the next gen stats that there's been opportunities for Sam Bradford to throw to him when he's been open and he hasn't hit him. Okay. And the Giants defense has been really good on wide receivers this year. They're giving up a, an average of fewer than 19 fantasy points per game. So uh, I'm in a situation where I have Matthews and I kind of have to start him, but I don't have to like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of how it works. I mean, it just I, just watching that tape that that was on Fantasy Live of what, earlier this week or last week when he's open. Bradford's not throwing it to him, and the few times he does throw it to him, he's he's dropping the ball a lot. Yeah. I mean, it just it looks he's like it's in his drops. head at this point. He's had a few drops. It looks like it is in his head a little bit. Uh, I'm a little, I'm worried about Jordan Matthews, but just the volume uh, of targets that he gets, it's hard for me to bench him. Um, and uh, I, I'll say this, I'll play him at the wide receiver too, and, and just hope for the upside. I, I guess that's what I'm I guess that's what I'm hoping for from Jordan Matthews at this point. If you drafted him, hoping he'd be a a sneaky wide receiver one, really. Am, am like I him. am I the only one who finds it weird that that he's a slot receiver? No, that's where he thrives. That's I, I mean, I know it is. It's just I don't know. Maybe I'm used to seeing the the shorter slot receiver. Well, you know, is, he's like a six three yeah, kind I of know. lanky guy. It just seems like he would excel more on the outside. What, he doesn't have great burst off the line. That's the problem. Well, this is what the Saints did with Marcus Colston for a long time, and the Cardinals have done with Larry Fitzgerald. Is you yeah. put this bigger guy in the slot who's who's got. He doesn't have the burst, but he can get open in the slot with some quick twitch and stuff, and they well, make I, hay. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're matching up a linebacker on him, yeah, he's he's going to be able to beat a linebacker all day long. It's just, can he get downfield? It's hard unless you scheme it properly, right? Like play action and and, and trying to get sneaky with it. But is he going to just straight go vertical? That's not really his game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Jeremy Hill. Uh, I, I mean, look, Miguel Fabiano talked about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of all the touchdowns that he's got. 30 points from touchdowns, 17 from non He's Matt Asiata 2.0, man. Yeah, and wow. uh, Gio Bernard's oh, the better option. Wow. Remember, back rude. in the sixth season. <laughs> Statistically, is that not true, though? Statistically, he yeah. was kind of, but that was rude. <laughs> well, see, <laughs> that was a gut punch Asiata, right there, Asiata can catch the ball out of the backfield pretty well, too. So can Hill. But he doesn't do that. They, they just don't, use don't him that throw way. it to him. Um, Statistically, I'm saying. Oh, Look, man, that was, talent wise, that was ruined my Friday. <laughs> that was that, that was a gut, that was a gut punch, James Co. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just, no, I you're like not. Jeremy you're not Hill. wrong right now. It hurts though because Jeremy <laughs> Hill's a much better player than Matt. Asiata. He is. He is. He absolutely is. I love the talent level, but man, what's happening? I don't understand. Jeremy Hill fumbled a couple of times. Uh, that was it. His yards per carry average, Alex, I don't believe is. It's is not great super, right now. Super good. And Giovanni Bernard's a more versatile back. That was the one thing I was worried about in the preseason. I, I liked Jeremy Hill. I thought he was worth a, a late first, early second round pick. But everyone forgot about how good Giovanni Bernard was. And now they remember. Because it's right in front of their faces. And Gio is seeing a bigger percentage of the backfield touches than the LSU Oh, it's product. huge. And snaps. What's crazy is I, I thought it might even out because the last year where Bernard was hurt and yeah. Hill had so much at the end, I was like, right. they're both talented. It'll probably even out. But instead of like regressing to the mean, it's regressed and Bernard has lapped right. Hill now, which is which is crazy. And Hill, there's nothing to say that Hill can't come back. He's still super talented. He's just not. He's not running the same right now. I he's mean, if not. we're using the if we're using the Eddie Lacy narrative, I mean, isn't this? Uh, aren't we waiting for the back half of the season here for? Uh, for yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, you are. I, I, the one thing that worries me is. Watching them the last couple of weeks, it's Gio Bernard who's on the field in those late game drives. Yeah, when they when they need points, when yeah. they need first downs, 
it's Gio Bernard who's on the field yep. and who's getting the touches then. Yeah, a little uh, little piece of news here too. Uh, Marcus just uh, retweeted it out. Odell Beckham Jr. No practice today. That's not good. Uh, Got that sore hamstring. Huh? So if you have OBJ, Ruben Reynolds not going to be available. But one of uh, Marcus's favorite deep sleepers this Dwayne week, Dwayne Harris, Dwayne Harris, Harris baby. is now uh, worth, I guess, a handcuff. Also for OBJ. Isn't that crazy? It's a wide receiver handcuff. I love it. But no, because it, it's a Monday night game. Monday night game. I like Dwayne Harris. Harris I like Dwayne been, Harris a lot. He's been seeing a ton of targets now that they realize that they can put him in the slot. And, and actually, good things. Randall's got like a hamstring too, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, and Randall's gross. I don't ever want to start <laughs> with Randall. <laughs> uh, the, the, he's the gross. Thing I, the thing I really like about Dwayne Harris is that these long dreads. Those yeah, are pretty cool, dude. Those are pretty cool. Yeah. Um, he's got the predator look going for sure, which is cool. Um, but what I'll say is, I, I like I like his hands, obviously. But the fact that he can run different routes, man, he's good. He, he's pretty versatile. I really like the way he looks in that offense. I think he's a perfect complement to uh, to Odell Beckham, um, and I really, really like uh, what I've seen over the last two weeks uh, regarding Dwayne. He's so, been impressive. Um, yeah. uh, real quick, we should probably dap and get out of here shortly. Don't yeah. start anybody from Washington. Just just don't do it. <laughs> no, no. The, the, the uh, Washington unit there taking on the Jets, and the Jets are, are getting healthy and defensively, and they're getting all their guys back, and, yeah, that's not mm-hmm. a great That three-headed monster in the backfield – Pierre Garcon by himself, like James. Don't don't throw what's James. The with, what's the deal with Matt Jones? Uh, he oh, was dealing with a, a, toe. a toe. Uh, yeah. Is he is he questionable? I mean, I'm assuming he will be, but has he practiced at all? We're gonna have to figure that one out. I, I, even so, even Matt so Jones is not someone that uh, that I can trust. I mean, well, it's not so much Matt can, Jones, but it's more of a if he doesn't play, Alfred Morris will see some more work, and so will uh, Chris Thompson. Jones was limited on Thursday. All right, yeah, he'll probably play. So, so play. yeah, uh, re- listen, Alfred Morris could see a guaranteed 20 carries in that game, and I still wouldn't start him against the Jets. <laughs> True. No, no uh, yeah, Washington on the road as well, so the Jets at home. It's just so. not a good situation for not them. Not a great situation. All right, All right let's, let's dap, dap it. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the day. Daps and hugs. Give me daps because I be scribbling all right, Marcos, hit me with a daily dap. Uh, I got a couple real quick. Uh, one, uh, you all remember the uh, the infamous Tom Brady courtroom sketch uh, <laughs> that made its way around the Internet? Well, in advance of, obviously, of the Patriots Colts playing, there is a bakery in Indianapolis that has turned that and put it on a cookie. Love it. So, nice. Uh, Fantastic. That, you know, that's what you want to do is just make the uh, make the Patriots more angry. Now, does the sketch artist get, like, you probably know. Probably not. Some sort of uh, <laughs> probably possession for that? Probably not. <laughs> probably not. Uh, but my other one is, uh, you know, we are all nerds here. And yes. uh, some of us are nerds of the comic book variety, uh, Gelhar and myself. Okay. Yeah. Um, found this on a website called coolthings.com, which <laughs> <laughs> hopefully has you a lot of not. cool things. Seriously, coolthings.com. No, cool that's not a real website. It oh is a God. book. I'm going to um, pull it up right now. It is a book uh, about superheroes called okay. The League of Regrettable Superheroes. Oh. It is basically a book sounds- about all the failed comic book superheroes throughout all the years. Some of the pictures are hilarious. I, I just kind of reading through it. Apparently there was one called NFL Super Pro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really curious as to what this was about, but some of the some of the images are hilarious. There's one called Funny Man, which is basically a clown, and he has a boxing glove that pops out of his uh, his shirt. Nice. And he's knocking out a bad guy. Uh, in the age of PC and, and fat shaming, Fat Man the Human Flying Saucer probably wouldn't sell very well. <laughs> wow. Uh, bee Man, who looks like I mean, he looks like a bee, 
apparently. Maybe he has the power to make honey. I'm not really sure, but... Um, I thought you were saying the letter B, but that's because I watched too much Sesame Street. <laughs> I was like, B, man? Is that from Sesame Street? Yeah, no, B, man. B-E-E, oh, man. I see. But, uh, okay. yeah, it's... it's right. I, I'm, I'm very curious about maybe go picking up this book here about the League of Regrettable Superheroes. Bro, it doesn't get more hipster than that. By the way, I pulled up CoolThings.com, the yeah. first item on there. Says bathe in the glory of the Sith Lord with this Darth Vader handheld shower head. Yes, and the water, the water yes. comes out of well, Vader's mask. Now they have one that's R two D two also. Oh, have you wow. seen that? I've no. not seen the R two D. I've seen oh. the Vader one. Disney paid four billion dollars. They are to, going to make their money back. They, they're it. trying to make their money back like this year. Yeah, they will have no trouble. <laughs> oh yeah, my god! You know how many like Star Wars related shirts and and toys I bought for my girlfriend's son already? A lot. I mean, and me too. See, well, I feel like they should sell. I feel like they should sell the Emperor's hand as a spigot, right? That would because, be great too. So, like, yeah, like instead of lightning bolts coming out, right? That it's, would be it's cool. water coming out of that the That would be cool. Tips. Yeah. If uh, you will not join the dark side, yeah. then you Chris. will bathe. <laughs> then you will bathe. <laughs> oh my gosh, right. that, was that was such a bad joke, and it was awesome. Oh, well, well done. I applaud. I that. Yeah, that love fun. it. Uh, Alex Gelhar, whiz kid, uh, hit me. So I'm gonna I gotta preface this a little bit. I have a uh, a Pandora station that I listen to at work when I'm writing or at home doing some writing. That's yeah, essentially yeah. like a movie score Pandora station, just because it's good to have that like epic orchestral music yeah. that there's no lyrics then, so I don't get distracted. And this guy kept popping up. His name's Philip Wesley. He's a solo pianist, and he had a lot of really good a lot of really good songs. So after like a year of listening to the station, I was like, I'm just gonna buy one of this guy's CDs. So I bought one of his regular CDs. And the Christmas CD, and he's just like a small guy who runs his own website, but it was cool. Like he's great, so check him out if you're into like solo p- piano music or good things like that. And what was nice is when he sent me the CDs, he actually like signed one and said like enjoy on it. And I was like, oh well, that's cool. Wait, what? He like, he just said because he really? he self distributes his CDs. I'm oh. sure. So he just wrote like enjoy, like thanks for buying. And I was like, oh, that's that's really cool. I like how we've used the word orchestral twice. twice. I know. I was it is a that. word. I looked it up. Of it course, it is an a actual word. word. Wait, you guys were you guys were doubting it was an actual word. James I, Coe was no. doubting that I, it was a word. Oh no, or- I believe. Orchestral is a great word. Sure, I'm not from this country. But yeah, so so <laughs> Philip Philip Wesley, solo pianist, gets gets a dap. Yeah, man. Wow, that was random. I know. I like, I, like I said, I had to preface it because that's how I you I don't just go searching for solo pianists like to buy their <laughs> their CDs. But that is uh, I found him through Pandora, and uh, now he's he's got my monies. Miguel, ah, dude. Uh, first off, happy birthday to my buddy Kristen Leahy, who is the. Uh, the I guess sidekick for Colin Cowherd's new show. Okay. Um, she also works on uh, today's on her Ninja. birthday. You're right. And um, uh, my my real dap goes to Robert Zemeckis because he is going to predict the World Series winner. Wait, what? Oh, it's true. It's, it's true. true. The Cubs. He the Cubs have a shot. Back oh, to the future yeah, yeah, yeah. too. Okay. Robert oh, Zemeckis. My. Right. I no, mean, that's why I'm a Cubs fan this postseason. I mean. Listen, Just for the Back to the Future. I did, want nothing did, more than to that movie to have been true. He like, did predict it would be over Florida or like a, a team with a Gator logo, but to predict like, that the like Cubs, the Miami Snakes or something, that that the Cubs would win the World Series in Back to the Future Two, which came out what maybe like eighty seven somewhere like around that. there, um, and the Cubs haven't won a World Series in like since nineteen oh eight forever, quadrillion years. If yeah. that comes true. I mean, you know, you got to put Zemeckis up there with Nostradamus. That's true, right? <laughs> I, you have to. 1989, it came out. 80, so, so 89. So, do the math on that. How many years in the future? It's been 26 years. He yeah. goes and potentially predicts that the Cubs, who are the you know the, the saddest fan base in the history of sports, 
win the World Series. That would be that would be something else, man. That'd Satisfying. be pretty good. Uh, by the way, speaking of uh, old, they're up there. Old, uh, old school references. How about uh, how about? Uh, I guess I'll just go ahead and give my dap to uh, AT and T. Do you remember AT and T? Uh, those commercials that they had. Uh, it was connecting the future or something. I think was the the, the tagline or something something along those lines. But they had uh, they had a commercial line out where they predicted uh, an iPad, uh, FaceTime. Uh, they had predicted a, a bunch of these different technologies, but this was like back in like the I think this was like the late '90s. This is early '90s. Uh, early. I 90s. just found it on uh, Vimeo. There's apparently a uh, AT&T predicting the future Vimeo. Well, it's now AT&T connections vision of or uh, connections AT&T's vision of the future. It's amazing. It's, uh, it's ama- I mean the and the technology looks strikingly similar to what we have now. Uh, anyways, but that was totally a sidebar because I wasn't planning that at all. Your, your, <laughs> your Back to the Future references uh, just totally sparked my uh, my uh, my memory there. Uh, my other DAP will go to so one DAP to AT and T predicting the future. Good for them. Good. They didn't cash in on it, of course, but that's fine. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> um, but my other one will go to uh, public libraries all across America. Yeah, those still Shout exist, out, man. Heck yeah. You know the thing is too. It, you know when you have a one year old baby, it's like having a new girlfriend, right? So like. Um, That's a weird analogy. I, okay. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. I'm leaving. All right. I'm leaving. All right. No, no. I'm curious no, to see how no, you wrap no, it around. No, because it, it's like, look, when you first have a kid, right, like you, you try to go do all these different things, right? So like you hit the zoo, you know, you might hit an amusement park or whatever. Like you go to these, you go to the same things, right? You go to the park. Okay, fine. It's like, you know, after you have a long-term girlfriend, it's like you start running out of stuff to do. And and I'm just saying, if you're a young parent out there, a young dad, a young mom, uh, got a young kid out there, go hit the public library, man. I mean, they they generally have car- like carved out sections for little little kids, which is cool. Um, I just discovered that. I don't know why it took me this long to figure that out. Because you're not a little kid. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, I took my kid to the library yesterday on on my day off, and uh, it was great. I had a good time. We rented out a couple books. Um, and, and it's a great way to kind of, you know, um, introduce your kid to more books and, uh, and n- obviously it costs you nothing as well. Also, so. did you guys go, you probably didn't cause I know you live in the South Bay, but the downtown public library in LA is pretty sweet. Oh, it's, it's awesome. You have to like, they've it got like awesome. escalators yes. that go underground. And well, like first time I went in, I was like, holy crap, this is like Hogwarts or something. Like, <laughs> it's impressive. It was really cool. <laughs> and I will say this, especially in Southern California with the heat. Yeah. They don't mind blasting that AC oh, in, no. in the Dude. libraries, man. Um, so yeah, if you are uh, if you're struggling for a little uh, temperature cool off, go to the public Try, library. Trying to beat the heat for some free entertainment, go to the public library. I love it, man. So yeah, Daily Depths of Public Library. I feel like they don't get enough props. So they why? don't. No, good uh, for you. Yeah. So Daily I love the Depth public library. Pub- and and by the way, you can always find all of the activities you can do at the public library online as well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so go online, go read a book, man. You know, download this podcast, take it to the library, listen. There it find is. Some books. There it is. Bringing it all together. All right, man, we're at it. Here. All right, for the Whisket from Wisconsin, Alex Gellhar, MG Marcus Grant, and the Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. I'm James Coe. We are out. We'll see you. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.